want to look to him right now. So if you will, uh, let us uh, bow your head and pray with me because God wants to speak to us today. Hallelujah. So, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, we come before your throne of grace, God, and we pray in the name of Jesus, the name that by which no man can be saved by no other, the name by which you have given us entry into your presence and into the heavenlies, Lord God. So we come, Lord God. With humble hearts, Lord God, asking, Lord God, and, and yielding and submitting ourselves before your throne, saying, speak to my heart that I may hear you, Lord God, and in hearing you, Lord, that I may take heed and to quickly and, and immediately to walk in obedience, Lord God, to that which you are speaking, commanding, and saying, oh God, so touch me, touch each and every one of us, Lord God, that through your word and by your word, Lord God, that it will encourage us, Lord God, that it will speak to us in such a way that it will change us, oh Lord, that it will rearrange us, Lord God, that we leave in this place today that we will never be the same, Lord God, that we will take what you are giving to us in the instructions, Lord God, and that we will move forward and do your will. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And it's in Jesus' name that all the saints of God let us say amen. Amen, amen and amen. Glory be to God. If you will, turn your Bibles to John chapter 4 on this morning. John chapter 4. John chapter 4, and while you are turning there, the title of the message, it was so many choices, but I think that God has landed us on this title, and the title is Lift Up Your Eyes. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. John chapter 14 in, in the text will start at verse 27. John 4, 27. And it reads like this. And at this point, his disciples came and they marveled that he talked with a woman. Yet no one said, what do you seek? Or why are you talking with her? The woman then lift, uh, left her water pot, went her way into the city and said to the men, come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. In the meantime, his disciples uh, urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. And therefore, the disciples said to one another, 
Has anyone brought him anything to eat? And Jesus said to them, my food, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there is still four months and then come the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. Look up or lift up your eyes and look at the fields. Look up or lift up your eyes and, lit, and, and, and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps, receive wages, and gather fruit for eternal life. That both of he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. And I send uh, you to reap for that, for that which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. Glory be to God. Here, let me just bring us up to speed because here Jesus was in Samaria. And some of you know the story. But for the sake of those that may not know the story, Jesus had, this was early on in his ministry. And John the Baptist had been baptized, and even before Christ came on the, uh, you know, uh, came on the scene, if I can say it like that, not born, but came on the scene in terms of starting his ministry, and 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 there, and then Jesus and and, and the, the disciples then, had, uh, you know, Jesus had been ministering the gospel, and many had begun to 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 believe, and therefore he had uh, were baptizing a lot even to the point that it was more than John the Baptist. And, and there rose a, a, a little dissension from John's followers is that this, that this Jesus had came along and he was baptizing more than what John was. But uh, John immediately rebuked them and he began to tell them that don't you know that he is the Christ. He's the one that uh, I had already told you that I'm the that I that there's one coming after me that is greater than me. One that I can't even you know I'm not worthy to even carry his sandals, and he is the one. And he's and he goes on to tell them that I must decrease that he may increase. Come on, somebody, in there, glory be to God. And so Jesus, having heard this, he decided that he needed to go from Judea to Galilee. But on, you know, and for many of you Bible scholars, you already know that when someone leaves from the area of Jerusalem going up to Galilee, the Jewish people, they would not go through Samaria. They would travel around Samaria. They'll go out of their way about 150 miles, it's been said, in an effort to not uh, have encounters with the Samaritans. But at this point, when Jesus was headed to, to Galilee, he knew, he said that I must go through Samaria. 
And so what the picture that we see here is that Jesus has traveled uh, and, and they stop in uh, Samaria at a well-known place uh, close to Samaria called Jacob's Well. Come on, somebody. In there, and, 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 and that was for him to, you know, for them to get water and, and, and whatnot. And uh, in him stopping there, the disciples, he had sent them on into the, the city because the, the Jacob's Well was outside of the city of Segar. And, and, and so the, his apostles or his disciples, they had went on into the city to, to buy food. And Jesus was at the well. And this is where he met the Samaritan woman, the woman that uh, he asked to, to, uh, to give him a drink of water. And she, you know, answered him early on in chapter four saying that, you know, who, why would you be asking me for a drink of water? You a Jew and y'all don't have nothing to do with us. And let's loan the fact that, you know, it was known in these days that a, a rabbi would not speak to a woman, period, in the open, in public, uh, in there. And so, and this is what, uh, what bewildered her. But Jesus told her that if you knew who was asking you for a drink, you would ask him for a drink. And he would give you living water. Come on, somebody. In there. And so we just going through just to catch us up. And so as the story goes on, then Jesus tells her, uh, you know, to go and get her husband. And he says, you know, the thing about it is, is you, and she said, I don't have a husband. He said, you said truthfully because you've had five. And the one that you are with now uh, is not your husband uh, in there. And, 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 and so this woman was, you know, her mind was blown because she was beginning to see that she was dealing with what she perceived at that moment to be a prophet. And, and, and then and, and, and as the, the story goes on, she, she begins to really see in the spirit and understand that this may be the one that we are waiting on. This may be the Christ. And this is where the story picks up uh, in there that at this point, at this point in verse 27, that's when the disciples come from out of the city they, they, and they see Jesus talking to this woman. And, and, and likewise, see, the, they understand and they know that in public that why is he talking to uh, this Samaritan first and foremost? And secondly, this woman, because that was totally uh, uh, out of their tradition. Glory be to God. But what God wants us to see in this whole story, because the lady left her pot and she ran into the city and began to get, uh, and bring, you know, began to tell everybody that she encountered, come and see the man that have told me all about my life. Come and see the Christ in there. And it's a beautiful thing because what we have to understand is this. The purpose of Jesus' life was to do the will of the Father. And this is what he says in verse 34. And Jesus said to them, this is to the disciples, after they had encouraged him to eat. And he, said, and he told them that I have food that you don't have no clue of. And so the message, the title may be lift up your eyes. But there's a question uh, that goes along with that title. And, and, and the question is, is what food are you eating? What food or what is your food? 
See, because what we see that Jesus food was to do the will of God. And this is obviously not some natural food, but this is his spiritual food in there. It was his food uh, to do the will of God, and it was that that gave him the joy. This scene occurs in the wintertime, not long after the crops had been planted, is what was happening here. And then, but uh, the crops were still green. See, in the time uh, when, when, when one would plant uh, some, some, some seed and the seed began to first grow out of the ground, then the, the, the seed would come up and it would be green. And it wouldn't be until some time go by until the, you know, the seed you know, went through its full maturation process that it would become white. And that was how the, the, the people would know that it's time for harvest. And see, and this is what Jesus was saying. He said, uh, this time is right after they didn't plant it, so the buzz is just coming up. And, no, and, and, they, and they are bewildered because he is saying to them that the harvest is white. But what their natural eyes, what they are seeing is green, my friend. But Jesus tells them, as he is telling each and every one of us today, look up for the field Look at it in verse 35. In the B portion it says, but I say, look, lift up your eyes. See, it's going to take us to lift up our eyes and look at the fields for they are ready, already white for harvest. So what is Jesus telling us today? What, was he, what is he telling them and what is he telling us today? See, while in the natural, the, 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 they could see that the, 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 heart, the, 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 the plants were still green and they had not turned white yet, so they weren't ready to, to be harvested. But God is saying, and, and, and man, he's speaking to us in a powerful way today, my friend, that it's time for us to lift up our eyes and see what Jesus sees. See, he came and he's given us an example, my friend, that the, the harvest is ready. And what harvest is he talking about? He's talking about that souls may be saved. It's beautiful because when you see this picture, uh, you know, we have two examples, two awesome examples. One, obviously, Christ himself. As he, because as you keep going through this, then what you begin to find out, and, and we'll look at this, that Jesus then uh, stayed there for a while and he ministered, and that many of the Samaritans believed they came to faith. That was one example. But the other example, my friend, is this is that this woman, the woman, when she had seen and known and had bear witness, when she had heard, it seemed that Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, was in the house, you know, was in her presence. That the first, what was the first thing that she did? She left everything and she ran out and began to preach the gospel. She began to be a witness. Come on, somebody. And she was not afraid. 
See, and women in this period of time went out and just started speaking to men, talking about uh, to be a witness of anything. But she was not afraid. And why was she not afraid? It's because she had been filled with the spirit of the living God. Because she hadn't had an encounter with Christ himself. Glory be to God. And for every one of us that is naming the name Jesus as our Lord and Savior, this is why the intimacy, this is why drawing near, this is why being in his presence and having this encounter with Jesus is necessary because it will empower us to go and be a witness. And not just on our own accord, my friend. It's going to cause us to then, even when uh, the, the, the harvest don't seem to be ready. See, because some of us, uh, you know, we, we, we have run into different people. You know, maybe on the job, maybe at the grocery store or whatever, you know, and, and, and God is, a, uh, is really appealing to our hearts to be a witness. But for some of us, we, instead of looking in the spirit, we look just like the disciples where we seen in the natural and we see that the harvest is not ready. They're not ready. They're still caught up in sin. They still want to be about this. They're still doing this. And we make the judgment that the harvest is not ready. That's a dangerous thing, my friend. And not only uh, to be a witness do we make judgments, but even uh, ourselves uh, to come to Christ, to surrender to Christ. We'll, 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 uh, we'll, uh, you may have experienced this because I know I did on my journey uh, coming to Christ. There was a time where God was calling me, and I knew that he was calling me. And I'm talking, I ain't talking about, I'm talking about calling me to surrender my life. Not to be a preacher behind a pulpit, but I'm talking about for me to just follow him. He's calling just like you and me today in there. But I made a judgment that my, uh, the harvest wasn't, wasn't right, wasn't white yet. It wasn't ready. Why? Because I wanted to, you know, uh, put off today for, to, that I may do it tomorrow because I had some other things on my agenda. I guess it's only me by myself. I can't get a witness. See, and that's a problem for, for many today, my friends, and we have to understand that to, even in being a witness, that a lot of people have a problem. It ain't because they can't hear the voice of God calling them. It's, it's, it's the dilemma that they have within their own self because they're seeing the harvest in a natural form, and they don't, under, they, they don't understand that uh, tomorrow is not promised, even though the words is said. They know the words, but the thing is, is that, you know, uh, they feel like they have some time. Turn your Bibles, hold your finger there, but let's go to Mark chapter 4. See, many people still feel that there's still some time. There's some more time. Mark chapter 4 in verse 26. This is Jesus in one of the parables and he says, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. 
The kingdom of God is as, is as if a man scatters seed on the ground and should, and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how for the earth yields crop by itself. First the blade, then the head, that's that green thing. After that, the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts the sickle because the harvest has come. See, understand this, my friends, that this, uh, this beautiful crop that, uh, that comes forth, that this passage of scripture is highlighting the power of the seed itself. See, the man, he scatters the seed and he goes to sleep. And overnight, or some nights, then he become a witness of what, you know, the, uh, of the seed growing. It, it, it's head budding and, 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 and it's going through the maturation process. But he don't know how it works. So understand that the, the power of the seed is, is in itself. And the word, the power of the seed is the word of God to produce a crop. Come on, somebody. See, it's the power that God, in God himself, that, that produces the, uh, the, the crop. Come on, somebody. That, that brings forth. Uh, the 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 uh, the grain to, that maturates it to the place of ready for harvest, my friend. And so it's only our job. We don't know how, but it's only our job is to spread the seed. We don't have the power to make the seed grow, my friend. And it's high time for us to figure that out. Glory be to God. See, because He said, and He used the the uh, Isaiah the prophet in, in Isaiah fifty five. It says that, listen carefully to me and eat what, what is good and let your souls delight in its abundance. And then he goes on to say in Isaiah 55, 11, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, God says. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that uh, what I please. Glory be to God. See, it's the, the power of the seed, the power of the word of God is in God himself. And, and his plan and what he is orchestrating, that when he sends forth his word, he just needs some uh, source that will spread the word. Not uh, be the word, but spread the word, my friend. And then watch the power in his word. And, and not that we have to determine that. And this has been a problem for us, my friends. See, because even in ministering the word, even in being a witness, we have too many problems working within ourselves to determine, as a, a self-determine, you know, whether somebody is ready for the word, whether they receive the word, whether, and some of us, even whether they deserve the word. In light of what happened even last Sunday, 
Some of us got to know, and this has to bear witness with you, my friend, that God is speaking to the world, my friends. This is the power of God, of his word at work that we don't have no control of. And we just have to be sowers of the seed. That God is speaking not only to the world, but he's speaking to the church as well. And if we can't, if you can't see that, then I don't know, you better lift up your eyes, my friend. It's time for us to lift up our eyes and see the field. God is saying that the field is white for harvest. God is saying that the field is white for harvest. So what is our responsibility? What is it then that we ought to do? Matthew chapter 9, go there real quickly. Matthew chapter 9, verse 37. And he's telling us, just as he told his own disciples. Matthew 9, 37. He's telling us, just as he told his own disciples, my friend. He says, then he said, to his disciples, this is Jesus speaking. The harvest truly is plentiful, but the labors are few. The harvest is truly plentiful, but the labors are few. See this, see this in verse 38. It says, therefore, he's talking to you and me, my friend. Therefore, we got to pray. Pray what? Pray the Lord of the harvest. See, understand what this is. He says, the harvest is truly plentiful. It's the labors. That's you and me that's the few. But it's time for us to pray the Lord of the harvest. See, the Lord of the harvest is whose harvest is it? It's time for us to lift up our eyes, my friend, and look at the field. The field is the harvest that God is determining. Come on, somebody. And it's time for us to pray the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into the harvest. That is you and me. We are living in a time right now, and again, like I said, you know, in light of what happened last Sunday, if our eyes are not being lifted up, and if we cannot begin to see that, the, uh, that, that not because we, it looks uh, white, because the, the, the harvest may still look green because it's still early in the wintertime. The seed just got planted, as a matter of fact. You know, and see, some of us, they got so used to what, uh, what we know uh, scripture-wise that, that one plants and another waters and, and it's that God gives the increase that we're we going to make determinations on, 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 on. Oh, I know they just got planted yesterday. So we waiting for the harvest. We ain't no different than what the disciples is. Because did you remember what he said in John chapter 4? He says that it's, 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 it's uh, you say that it's four months to the harvest. But, God, but Jesus is saying, I'm telling you right now, if you lift up your eyes, you'll see that the harvest is white for harvest. It's ready, my friend. 
So we can't see this through our eyes. We have to pray the Father. Because the harvest is plentiful. And God is speaking very loud and very clear. He, uh, like I said, not only just to the, the people of the world, but to the church, but to the people of the world as well. You think, man, I didn't heard more non-believers this past week. Yo, saying and, and, and yo, uh, speaking, uh, and when I say non-believers, I'm talking about those that have not, not that they just don't believe, but those that have not, uh, you know, that, that was determined in their own harvest, that they was, it, was, it wasn't ready yet. But I, I've, I had, I've, I've been a witness to so many th th this, uh, this past week in light of Kobe Bryant and all of them people dying on that helicopter and how tragic and devastating that is. But realizing that, man, tomorrow truly is not promised. And that our time and our day could be any day. So I've been a witness of so many people that, that, that wants to love now. And reach out and, and tell, I, you know, I ain't going to just have this love. I'm going to call you and tell you that I love you. The awareness of God is being spoken of in this past week probably more than in, in the, the last 2,000 years. Well, I say about... Not 2,000. I'll say uh, 1,900. Because when Jesus was on the scene, it, it lasted for probably a good 100 years that, that, that they were speaking. But in the last, uh, for a long time now, that people are becoming aware because in the tragic, yo, death of this young man that, uh, that had everything to live for, that had everything going on, that seemed to be invincible in his career, glory be to God, the most invincible. The reality of God and the reality of mortality climaxed in the eyes of many in this world. Last Sunday, my friend. That is God speaking to the church. Just what Jesus told the disciples, that the harvest is plentiful. Can you hear what thus saith the Lord? He's telling us right now in real time, the harvest is plentiful. The problem is, is I don't have enough labors. And not that, uh, that they, there's not enough workers uh, that's on the, that, you know, that, that's been hired, meaning saved. He just don't have enough that will show up to work. So there's many that's, that, 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 that have claimed the name of Jesus, but not many that will show up to work, my friend. It's time for us to show up to work. It's time for us to hear the voice of God and understand, see, and how that's going to happen is that we're going to have to have Rico, the heart of God, of, of Christ. This is why 
Yo, in Philippians chapter 2, Paul writes to the Philippians and, and he said to you and me today that uh, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. It's going to have to be that way in order for us to come to work. Because otherwise we're going to get the job and we ain't going to show up to work. You know, we'll be like some, uh, oh man, you might want to cut the uh, camera off right now because I'm going to say something. I, I don't want to... Uh, too many people coming after me, but the thing about it is we might be like, like some government workers. <laughs> See, when I heard, I heard. So I'm just going to talk about what I heard. I'm safe now. See, when you work for the government, you get the job and you ain't worried about being fired. It's so hard. You, like that's, I guess that's the, the hardest job to get fired from. You know, so you get the job and don't even come to work sometimes. See, see us as Christians, we done took it to the whole nother level than even the government job. We, uh, see, they, they may get the job and, and know that it's hard to get fired, so they may not come to work all the time. We, we, we didn't got the job, got the salvation, and we won't come to work at all. Something's wrong with that picture. Why? Because we know, oh, we can't get fired. Not for coming to work, not coming to work anyway. So what is going to cause us to have this mind of Christ? I'm talking, God is talking to you and me, my friend. So don't just think that he's talking to somebody that, that you know that has a call uh, to, to, pre, to be a, a minister. So don't start thinking about who he, he's talking to. Know that he's talking to you, my friend, because if you have claimed or named the name Jesus as your Lord, then he's talking to you right now. You are the worker. So what is going to cause us to have this mind of Christ? Understand this, because Jesus saw the great need of the multitude, he urged his disciples to pray the Lord of the harvest for more labors. That prayer, which is at the core of the modern mission movement, is still the only hope for the lost sheep of this generation, my friend. See, what, what, what Jesus had, and this is why we have to have the mind of Christ and the heart of Christ, is he's seen the multitude of lost sheep. He's seen the multitude of lost sheep. And what his heart was, it was filled with compassion. Why? Because he knows, he knew what he's calling to our attention. He knew the urgency, my friend. He knew the importance. He knew that you, any of us, can leave this place at any given time. And he knew that if one left this place, or when one leaves this place, that their destination is final, my friend. And see, now he's speaking to us, and he's speaking to us outside of our own self, because for most of us, we've only contemplated this for ourselves. 
We've only thought about it in, in, in terms of ourselves. You know, so we've been worried about, the only thing we've been worried about is our salvation. But here you can see very plain and very clear that Jesus is calling for workers. And workers is one that not will only work for his salvation, but that he can be used that somebody else may be saved. That is our responsibility. That's why he said, lift up your eyes, my friend, and see the fields. That they are white for harvest. That is every one of our responsibility and it's been far too long. Those of us as Christians that we have been more focused and only focused on ourselves that we have not been able to be or dare to be or, 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 or had the heart to be a witness. People are dying and leaving this place every day, my friend. And they are dying and leaving this place and they, they are uh, headed into a destiny that is unchangeable. So what's going to help us to change this is that we have to be able to see what Jesus sees. Back to John chapter 4. Wow. Going back to the original scripture. John chapter 4. And as you make your way back there, the same thing that we just read in Mark, um, Matthew chapter 9, that the harvest is plentiful. Matthew wrote it, but Luke also wrote it in Luke chapter 10. You don't have to go there. I'm just going to read it as you get back to John chapter 4. Luke said this, the harvest truly is great. The harvest truly is great. But the labors are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into his harvest. The harvest truly is great. It's time that we begin to see what Jesus seen, my friend, and get our eyes from being locked upon ourselves You have salvation, my friend. And it's time for us to, to, to receive the knowledge of truth. That we can, uh, this is why he says that, yo, uh, that we, because we have a problem. We got a problem. We got a problem that we still own milk, my friends. And, and that milk is, 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 uh, that, that we own, and, and, and because we haven't got past milk, then our eyes is locked on ourselves and worried about our salvation. Then see, if we graduate from milk and get on the meat of the word, then he can begin to speak to us about the harvest and let us know that and we'll have some security in our salvation. 
that we can now go about the business of the work of the kingdom. See, a lot of, you know, people ain't just not showing up for work. There's a reason why they don't show up for work. You know, most of uh, in the natural, we don't show up for work because we're sick. In the spirit, we don't show up for work because we're sick. What's the sickness in the spirit? The sickness in the spirit is that we're still on milk and we don't know the truth. We, don't, we, we can't see. We, our eyes haven't been lifted up to see the field. The sickness is, is that, that we are uh, stuck on ourselves and working out our own soul salvation because we're doing it the wrong way. As though we can earn salvation. That's what makes us, see, we sick. Because we think somehow that we have some merit to add to what Je the finished work of Christ Jesus. You sick, my friend. You ain't just got no cold. You got more than the flu. You got that one that they talking about that's coming out of China right now. You sick. You think you can add to the finished work of Christ? And no, we don't say them words, but that, our actions is exactly what we're doing. Trying to be good enough. Or trying to prove to God we were good enough to, for Jesus to save. Or we was worth saving. He already, his blood has already paid the price. You can't prove to God anything. What you'll end up proving to yourself is that you weren't worthy. That none of us is worthy. That's, that, that's the, the mystery about the, the, the penalty that was paid, that nobody was worthy. Come on, somebody. It's time for us to be healed from our sickness. It's time for us to get off the milk and get on to the meat of the word. And the meat of the word is telling us to pray the Father of the harvest, the Lord of the harvest. It's time for us to pray the Lord of the harvest, that he'll send out labors, including ourselves. And that labor starts with me, my friend. That starts with you as an individual. We can't fear no more. It's urgent. There ain't no more time to be afraid. So if you are in the storing and the spirit of the Lord moves upon you to speak or to engage in a conversation with the person in front of you or the person in that same house, we got to speak now. And the only way we're going to speak is to be able to see that person and how Christ sees them and know that the lost sheep, man, that person, God may be moving up on you because that person ain't going to be here tomorrow. You don't know. The crazy part about it is if you knew that that person wasn't going to be here, would you pass past your fear then? If somehow you knew that they leave in this place and they don't have no clue and their soul is going to, is doomed for damnation, eternal separation from God. And God is saying, all I need you to do, the, 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 they write, they ready. They, I need you. I need to use you right now to, to be able to speak my word. I need you to be right now that, that you can break out your sickle and be a, to harvest this, this plant. Bring it on in. How many of us would do it under them circumstances? See, I'm talking about if you knew that you knew that you knew. Well, God is saying that uh, know this. 
that you don't know that you don't know that you don't know. So what you don't know don't mean that, that it ain't that it ain't. So change your thinking. Because I don't know if that person's going to be here tomorrow, I better uh, move, allow the Spirit of God to use me today. See, in closing, the problem that we've had, my friend, is this. It's not a problem that Jesus had because look at verse 39. <clears throat> John chapter 4, verse 39. See, after he got through speaking to and telling them, the disciples, look what happens. He says, and many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman's testimony. See, see, many of the Samaritans in that moment believed in him because of the word of the woman's testimony. See, she immediately became a witness, and she wasn't looking at what's green or what's white. She knew everything was white and ready for harvest. Glory be to God. And she was used as a witness. And then it goes on to say, he told me all things I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed there Two days. And guess, look at this. See, this is what I'm talking about. And many more believers, and many more believed, I'm sorry, because of his words. Then they said to the woman, now we believe. Not because of what you said. For we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ the Savior of the world. Glory be to God. See, here it is as we close. At the urging, at the Samaritan's urging, Jesus stayed with them an extra two days. And see, what we don't understand is that I had mentioned earlier See, when, when we were leading up to the scripture, that Jesus left from Judea going to Galilee. And we know the tradition of that travel, uh, even though, see, the straight shot from, from Judea to Galilee is right through Samaria. But we know the traditional Jew would not take no straight shot. We're going to go all around the mulberry bush, 150 miles walking on their feet, which could uh, mounted probably to two or three, four more weeks of travel, even maybe a month, but not to go through Samaria. So we see that Jesus said in, early in the chapter 4 that he had to go through Samaria. And I believe it's for two reasons. One, that he knew that he had to have this encounter. And secondly, he knew that where he was going to Galilee, it was urgent where he was going. He had business to take care of in Galilee, my friend. But listen to this. Because at the urging of the Samaritans, Jesus stayed with them for two extra days, despite his busy schedule. Despite his busy schedule. Despite the urgency that he had to get to Galilee, he stayed with them 
two more days. And a result of, as a result of that, many believed in him and recognized him as the Christ, the Savior of the world. See, for us, my friends, winning others to Christ sometimes is going to require an adjustment of one's schedule. It's going to require an adjustment to one's schedule to make time for your own Samaritans. See, God has some Samaritans that he needs you and only you to harvest. But as long as we are locked up into our busy schedule trying to get to Galilee, and if we ain't willing to make the adjustments in our schedule based on what the Holy Spirit is saying, my friends, we'll, find, we'll leave many by the wayside. Do you remember what the question is? The question that goes along with the title of this message is what is your food? See, we know what Jesus' food is. Jesus' food, he said it very plain and very clear in verse 34. He says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Not my work, but his work, he says. And my question to you today, my friend, what food, uh, what is your food? See, Jesus was to, to finish, to do the will of the Father and to finish his work. What is your food? Is your food to do the will of the Father and finish his work that he has for you to do. The harvest is white. It's plentiful. It truly is great. And it is ready for harvesting. 